Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about douching. Douche, um, douche, douche. This episode is NSFW, not safe for work. So parents and people who don't want to hear about this, you know, you can turn this off now. But it'll be fun and educational. We're going to be talking about vaginal douching and anal douching, whether they're good for you, safe for you, whether they impact STIs and our thoughts on them. <laughs> I kind of just realized that you're a douche no yeah the word douche like when you're like yo you're being such a douche you just realized that i don't i've never connected that to cleaning thine's anus or hole i guess like it's such a different like a a bro in my head who's like wearing like a von dutch hat is a douche and you're like why has nothing to do with like shoving water in my hole (laughs) that's true i have i don't really know why i didn't look into why that has become like an insult that represents somebody who's kind of lame and into themselves or you know like it's, it's so weird and i say douche a lot and it's douche bag which douche is the only thing i can think bag. is that it's coming from like an enema bag which is usually like like a much bigger form yeah. of a douche that goes deeper so maybe it, it is because it has to do with like shit and so it's just a way to insult someone but it could also just have to do with vaginal wetness which is like hot for guys i thought yeah but that's not why you would call someone a douchebag no i know i'm just saying like it's not just shit as we know, there's, there's oh sorry, I, you're right, but I guess I mean the reason it's an insult is it's related to like yucky in people's minds, like oh it's like the thing you're using to get gross stuff out of you. It's a lazy one, but I use it all the time. You know the what I mean? Douche. It's not a like it's not a good connection, but I truly am like oh what a douche if like a man does something annoying. <laughs> I, I want a new. I want you're a right, new. I guess I don't call girls words. I've never called a girl a douche. Can they even be one? I'm sure they could. Yeah. There's lots of girls on this planet. There's definitely a girl douche out there. A douchette. <laughs> oh my God, you're being a freaking douchette, Juliet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this will be fun to talk about. I don't know my full opinion, and then we're going to get to that. Okay, well, let me just get into what we learned this week, because I think people are going to be clamoring for... <laughs> for the douches. The douche info. Oh, what did we learn this week? You I, go first. I had a hard time finding anything like super interesting this week in terms of studies. Oh, I was going to be like, because I, I, I've been thinking about how it's like, what did we learn this week? And I was thinking like, well, here we go. Had a friend over who's Spanish. Perro means butt. Perro means dog. Perra means bitch. I learned that. Perra means bitch. Perra. So perro is butt. In okay, as in like the connecting word. Oh yeah, B-U-T, not like that. Two T's. Not like an anal douche. More on those butts later. <laughs> per with the R is perro is dog. 
Perra is bitch. Oh, wow. But you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes we're always looking and like reading science and being like, oh, what did we learn this week? This study. But it's like, it can also just be, what did oh, we Oh, I know. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, do I learn anything ever anymore? No, I do. It's just like, okay. So mine was from a book I'm reading and it's just like a bunch of interesting, it's this book called Under a White Sky. I've enjoyed it so far, but I'm not too far in, but it's about human impact on earth and just like how because of human ingenuity we've kind of like ruined the planet and now the only way to save it is more human ingenuity it's not like <laughs> the only way but that it's like we actually can't just expect it to reverse yeah and like to heal itself yeah. but there's just a bunch of mind-blowing facts i'm going to share with you so people as in humans as in homo sapiens as in homo homo sapiens sapiens have transformed more than half of the land on earth earth that's ice free land which is 27 million square miles uh we've into what? just, just into, we've yeah we've just like modified that yeah, land. we've okay. dammed or diverted most of the world's major rivers uh our fertilizer plants and legume crops fix more nitrogen than all terrestrial ecosystems combined uh, planes, cars, and power stations emit 100 times more CO2 than volcanoes do. People outweigh wild mammals by a ratio of 8 to 1. And if you include domestic animals, which are mostly cows and pigs, that's 22 to 1 in terms of how much oh. more mass we have on this planet than like wild things. Isn't that crazy? 22 to 1 of humans to wild animals. Well, it's 8 to 1 of humans. No, no. Wild animals is more interesting to me. W- what? It's twenty-one to twenty-two to one of wild animals because that's taking out the domestic. No, oh. eight human Wait, people oh, outweigh wild animals, or maybe it's mammals. No, wild animals by a ratio of more than eight to one. Yeah, oh. but if you include like the cows and pigs that we breed and create yeah. and make for food, then that ratio becomes 22 to 1. Oh, like you're including those animals into In the, the human, human side of things. Because oh. it's like human impact on the planet. Wow, okay. I totally was like, oh, not following that, right? <laughs> but now I get that. That's weird. It's weird to add the human and animals, but I get it. Because it's just saying that's the human impact. Yeah, like yeah. We sorry, have sorry. basically created those animals But it's to 8 to 1 period. of wild. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That is why when you see like a wild animal, it's like, oh my god, it's not in the wild. Not in the goddamn <laughs> cage of a zoo. <laughs> Not in the half of Earth that has been modified by humans. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, what did you? I <laughs> know. I'm like, oh, that that should be a TikTok dance. All those things. Oh, oh, true. Okay, yeah, like they're all devastating. Go. So we'll dance. <laughs> so that to makes it really fun to Kesha share. over it. Okay, mine's a little bit more uplifting. I guess. Great. It's just about salaries being public mm-hmm. and how. They did this large study of academic institutions. So over 100,000 academic participants were involved in institutions that switched to make their salaries public between the years of 2008 to 2016. And there was an increase in payment to underpaid women and the gender payment gap in each institution decreased by 2 to 6%. So it's like... Okay. Just you, having the transparency. See, it's like, why don't... That's so... It just made me be like... Yeah, I remember growing up and it was like, don't talk about salaries. Yeah. That's like an definitely... ominous concept uh-huh. now because all the only people who are winning out on that are the people who are being overpaid. And, and they're well, men. And the people who have all the money. It's not necessarily yeah. people who are being paid. Like, I'm sure there are lots of men who don't know their coworkers who are females are getting paid less than them. Yeah. It's the people who are running those companies who stand to benefit by people not sharing information because if they did, they'd have to pay them more. Yes. Like, it is weird. It, it feels like this sort of like, this is such a like whatever term, but like a boomer energy, like don't talk about money. 
But yeah. now it's like, no, actually we need to because people need to be know what they're getting paid because we don't live in this like era of like abundance of money. We live in this era of unequal money with people at the top. Yeah, and it always is just like, even when it comes to like unions and stuff, it's all about working together as like employees or people who yeah. are sort of like subordinate, quote unquote, under others to like, collaborate together and make sure you're being treated fairly being paid fairly it because it comes out all the time where even like like male actors celebrities will will not even be aware it's like it would be like the most famous female celebrity sometimes is getting paid like two-thirds of what the male is even Mm. though they're equally as famous yeah and then they find out and at least there's like lots of nice stories where like the men will be like i'm not doing this unless we're all paid equally obviously good that- job leonardo yeah. dicaprio <laughs> i don't even know if it's him or not a great pr like plan they had there oh but God. also i do think it's like also like what actor is more valuable than an actor who's a woman because if you're an actor who was a woman you got everyone and the gays <laughs> like you know what i mean i'm like the gay we got the money the gays got the money like you put the, the females more valuable than chris hemsworth or whatever I mean, that might be true, but also a lot of gays love to see hot bods on boys. So, and this is, you know, you <laughs> All never I have know. to say, know who's getting paid too much? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. he hasn't been attractive to me since he was in Romeo and Juliet. He hasn't been attracted to ago. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hasn't been attracted to me since 1997 when I was 12. And that's a problem. Cancel And that him. actually sounds pretty accurate because doesn't he only date, like, really young women? Yeah. He, like, well, I think they're usually of age. Oh, But, yeah, yeah they're, like, 21 m- models. and yeah. Like, as he ages, he keeps dating the same age. And he's just so goddamn blah. <laughs> well, he wasn't, I think, when he was younger. He was very, like, interesting and, like, androgynous and sexy but now it's like you're just like a 40 i wouldn't have man. called it need... androgynous but i see what you're saying yeah, he, he was. was no he was not androgynous he just wasn't hyper masculine um, okay we're okay i flipped the table <laughs> i he think was he was androgynous leaning... in no titanic wet. okay are he, you kidding he like, was just kind of like looked a little prepubescent Okay, well, okay, fine. I don't, I don't know why I'm, a male I don't need to role. start screaming, I guess. <laughs> so you but love I, Leonardo DiCaprio. I love Titanic, obviously. <laughs> I love Romeo and Juliet. I think that in Titanic, he was an interesting leading man. I think that he was, I guess some might say, androgynous. That hair, the way it would fall. Yes, but that was a trend. Like that at the time was what a pretty boy was. That's sexy to me. Now oh, it's I'm like not saying jacked it's not. guy in TikTok I'm not land. disagreeing that he wasn't like... Cyper masculine like he wasn't like this rugged man but at that time he was not playing like gender non-conforming no i'm not like like his image was what was sexy masculine i'm not trying to say that james cameron's mainstream hit titanic in any way was actually trying to sound like it i'm trying to say my opinion what i thought was interesting however maybe his his major hit avatar is who knows yeah exactly (laughs) i'm not i'm taking this as like a hyperbolic insinuating that Leonardo DiCaprio in his time was a really interesting type of sexy that I liked that was more androgynous than Chris Hemsworth. It was that's, more yeah, it was more true. like um yeah, like for me, I guess. <laughs> I but they know. were all like that, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like Devin Sawa, is that his name? Yeah. Like I feel like they all had that pretty boy face, yeah. no facial hair, kind of slept hair. hair. Yeah, it was just a Open time shirt, no no hair on their body. Yeah, exactly. And all white. Yeah, and could also be lesbians at a cute lesbian <laughs> bar in Toronto. I'm just saying. Okay. Wow. Well, speaking of anal douching, <laughs> yeah. shall we take a little break and then come back? Yeah. Yeah. 
You're the only one who's Stop! Because I'm the only one who has to make us keep going. <laughs> Every five and a half minutes, someone in the U.S. dies of a drug overdose. Each of these deaths is tragic and preventable. There is an effective approach for protecting the health of people who use drugs and avoiding fatal overdoses. The approach is called harm reduction. Harm reduction includes things like access to sterile syringes to stop the spread of HIV and hepatitis C, access to naloxone to prevent fatal overdoses, and connecting people with the vital services and information that they need. Harm reduction doesn't require anyone to stop using drugs to get help. Instead, it provides judgment-free support for people and meets them wherever they are at that day. Please visit supportharmreduction.org to learn more about harm reduction and share your memory of a loved one who you might have lost to an overdose. This ad is brought to you by BetterHelp. Here at Side Note, you know we're obsessed with therapy, and that's what BetterHelp is all about. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Can't pinpoint exactly what interferes with your happiness? Try BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, which means no more uncomfortable waiting rooms. It's so convenient you can start communicating with a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. You can send a message to your counselor and anytime. And what's even better is BetterHelp is available worldwide. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash side note. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash side note for 10% of your first month. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. It's getting hot and heavy in here. Okay, okay, let's try and. Let's well, try for those and, who don't. Oh, try and do what? Oh, I was going to make the noise. <laughs> we don't need of to do douching? That. Like. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Obviously. Whoops. Um, edit that out, me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just like. Anytime we ske- I step into like sex or sex health, not to make it serious, but obviously I want to I want to acknowledge that like we want to have fun and talk about this, but obviously these are like things that are important and we don't want to like. I don't. I just want to be careful never to like shame anyone for anything. Oh well, we don't need to shame. I do. She douche. We all douche. Yeah, but, but okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just like I know. No, we that seems have like the right thing to do. Like, every sex show is like. Here, like they are very serious. Yes, and then so we're gonna they be actually serious, are never but we're funny. also gonna have fun. <laughs> and so for playing around, let's hopefully not offend anyone. But like oh, this God. will be educational. I hope we don't offend anyone. No, I, I don't really think thought we about this. I, and now I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> no, we're okay. talking about so water and holes, douching. 
is obviously we're going to both talk about vaginal douching and anal douching, but I was going to say it's obviously very prevalent in the queer community. MSM is what the acronym is in science journals, men who have sex with men. Oh, yeah, but that's been an acronym for a long time for male seeking male. Oh, but MSM. But not, no, but not in academic. They don't mean that. No, I know. Oh. I know. But I'm just saying like everyone oh. knows that. Cause if Wait, what's go- MSM male seeking male? I don't man know seeking that. man. It's like, well, like if you used to go on like Craigslist personal whatever page. Whoa, or, Mitch is coming in strong. Before Grinder and stuff, this is how people would know. MSM. You'd go to a section that yeah, was like I know. devoted to. Yeah, I know. I, I, you I'm weren't a, an internet kid. I, you don't I, get it. I know. It. I'm an internet slut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in scientific journals, they always do bra- brackets MSM and it's males who have sex with males. Okay. Yes. Which I always is just like. It just seems so devoid of all the joy that comes with that act. <laughs> um, but also they need to study douching more because all the answers I wanted, I could not find. Like what? Why don't we talk so, about what okay. were you wanting to know mostly? I always wonder to thine self whilst douching, <laughs> this can't be good for my colon. <laughs> like this has right. to be something that like is irritating. Like, are there not bacteria there that are like, no, oh my God, a f- like the biggest flood of our lives. Now we're like, <laughs> like I'm not, am I not disrupting my digestion in a way that's going right. to lead to what I would say is like colon cancer. Like that's my main concern. Nothing yeah. on that. I think I saw, I found a little bit. I would oh. say I, I didn't find any like hard studies, but oh, I found, tell me, tell I me, found recommendations me. from doctors in terms of what they think you should do. But I kind of wanted to like bury that lead a little bit. Well, can you but just tell I me? I will say like the part of me is like, if you're worried about anal douching, shouldn't you be worried about a penis up there? Okay, okay. <laughs> Isn't that okay. like a fair like... This is leading to <laughs> this thing I've been thinking about recently, which is that is being gay bad? <laughs> um, and, and that's what today's episode is now I'm actually like, well, about. The penis is also quite the irritant in the hole, isn't it? Isn't it? And then there's lube. A much bigger one, yeah. And then the lube. I don't even. I haven't read the small print on those packages. Yeah, who knows? And it's like your anal lining is even thinner than like so many things. It's like it's uh, like what? Well, like people can absorb <laughs> things up their thick. butt so easily. Okay. No, on the inside oh, once you get in, it's like yeah, really thin. That's true. People get like coffee enemas. Oh yeah, like butt people, chugging alcohol. Yeah, it's like dangerous because you actually um, reabsorb so well absorb oh, like a, a lot of things through there into Wait, your. Wait, can you just tell me the cancer thing? Well, okay. Why don't I talk a little bit? Like, or just go in your order. Thing? But I'm like, I need to know that. Okay, the answer was okay. Fine, I'm not marrying the lead. The answer was that anal douching is actually like can be a little dangerous. Okay. It doesn't mean that like you can't do it safely, but a lot of doctors are like, you probably don't need to do this first of all because um, that's not where your poop is. Like most people are doing it to feel clean, right? And most people are doing it to like get. If you're gonna have anal sex, have to not worry about poop at all. That's why I do it. Because and I same feel with good. people with vaginas <laughs> are like doing it so that they can feel clean. And there's this idea that it might help get like menstrual blood out, or that it might help with other things, hmm. and like might help the smell. Because a lot of vaginal douches have like fragrance or antiseptic in them to actually like Whoa. quote unquote clean it out. Wow. Um, but specifically with anal douching, it's like the risk of tearing is can be quite high. So it depends how harsh you're pushing something in there, mm-hmm. especially if you're not using lube. It depends how hard you're pushing water in there. Like really there's only a couple inches of space that is before where your like um, poop stops. So like an enema, for example, goes into your large intestine, but a douche isn't aiming to do that. Oh God. Now I'm like, am I giving myself enemas? <laughs> 
Um, oh my God. <laughs> how like, far are you sticking it out I don't there? know, but I am not a cautious person at all. So you can only imagine how my douching you? is. No, it feels good. You know, I'm gay. <laughs> I like um, things up there. It, like, base, okay. The medical professionals in general, <laughs> and this is just from articles. It's not from research papers. Yeah. This is it from brave like, doctors who came forward who, with their and douche spoke out. information. And, and doctors in the queer community, gay community specifically. Obviously. There's not gay doctors. No, bitch, I know, I know. Just the ones that look over don't us. don't exist. And- <laughs> Um, ultimately their recommendations are like, you should just gently wash yourself in the shower. You don't need to be sticking stuff up there, especially if it's not water that most people have a fear of feces, but they were like eight out of 10 people, especially if you have a good diet, like a healthy diet with fiber, you, it won't be a big issue. And like the doctors would be like, just put Mm. a sheet down if you're worried. Put a sheet down and hit the shreddies, folks. That is much smarter. And don't squeeze too much water up there if you're going to douche. Okay, the videos that the studies... <laughs> I've hoses. Well, the studies I read, there was about like five of them. They're all very similar in theme. I'll get to them. But they talk about these videos and they say they advise two to three doses of liquid retaining in the anal or vaginal hole for 10 to 30 seconds. Oh. I was like, what? People <laughs> hold it in there and what? Like do a little dance, shimmy around and then... <laughs> What do you do? I mean, this is very graphic, actually. Um, I do. You dan- dance around? A little dance, just not 10 to 30 seconds. <laughs> what do you do? I rarely do it, but because I'm like, I'm worried it's like bad for me. And then, but then I, yeah, it's definitely not 10 to 30 seconds. Wow. I literally like, do immediately it, like, like, oh, it needs to come out. <laughs> I like, literally, because I'm used to it, do it sometimes when I have like bad gas. Uh- <laughs> to try and like stop myself before like a dinner <laughs> wait what you douche to stop your gas i will if i have really bad farts douche to stop my gas i don't really know mean? if it works like i'm just feeling like there's stuff up there that's making me smell really bad and then i douche it out and then i get to go out for dinner and be less worried about the smell <laughs> You know this lives on the internet forever. Does no right? one? Does anyone else douche if they are fighting too much? <laughs> Reach out in the comments below. Am I? Oh, Greg, canceled. <laughs> I don't think you're canceled. You've just like you've just shared lots with the audience. Okay, well I did. But you, this you is douche exa- okay. This is an example of something that I'm like we're laughing, but I also want to be serious because everyone's curious. Maybe and someone does that. Maybe someone Maybe else someone. does that. <laughs> With really bad gas. And if they don't, maybe they could try it. Okay, next. Um, next topic, please. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, something interesting I learned about anal douching is that it was invented, uh, specifically enemas, were invented for people with constipation. Think, now we're getting back to me. It's a like little, I, well, people are trying to fix other ailments, not just sex. Yeah, I think oh. it was in mind of like, because the enema goes up into your large intestine, your, into your sigmoid colon, I think it's called, Whoa, which hot. is where like your poop can be stuck or not stuck. But if you are constipated, yeah, stuck. Um, and so oh. the force of water in an enema That's goes past smart. the rectum. This is why doctors are like, when you're douching, you're not trying to clean out your like colon and your large yeah. intestine. You're just trying to like get the re- the rectum, and which is not that big, but an enema goes past that and like tries to Whoa. wash out the rest. So that's um, like a. It was invented for constipation. Yes, and sometimes, like I saw, like a doctor talking about, you know, people ask, well, then how come when I douche, stuff comes out? Like, yeah. isn't that proof? Yeah, doctor. Their take was, you're actually disturbing stuff up there and it's making it come out. Like, oh. you're wish-washing it up in the part Wish- that, <laughs> that like, if you're yeah. going to penetrate that part, you probably wouldn't disturb. That's why I'm thinking I'm giving myself enemas by mistake. 
I really do think that. You gotta be careful. I think just do it gently, do it nicely. Um, I've never done anything gently or nicely in my life. That's true. But I'm thinking of like, obviously there's lots of people who mentally want to feel clean before they're having sex. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I am versatile for anyone out there wondering. It means I am a top and a bottom. I actually love both equally, but I do not think I, I don't enjoy bottoming unless I feel like, like I can't it. mentally enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that's because I'm constantly common. like, <laughs> you don't want to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And if, especially like if, yeah, it's not a pleasant feeling to feel like you're the one who could like, quote unquote, ruin it, ruin the atmosphere if you weren't clean enough. But I think that is a little bit of body shaming and sex shaming and like, not from you. I just mean like, it's totally natural. It's one of those things where it's like, it's probably not that likely unless you really have to go to the bathroom or you're like ha- having a bad diet and you've been eating out a lot or something. Yeah. Um, Although you you always say that like you have like. Don't this. say this. <laughs> okay. No, don't say that. Let's just say Mitch feels healthier when he eats worse. That's not true. I used, oh, to, say used to say that. you used to say that. I think I You'd be like, up- the only way I feel healthy is if I eat chips for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no. That- You'd eat healthy and be like, oh God, the- my stomach. I think. Okay, this is, let me try and describe it. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> When we were younger, like, I definitely grew up not always eating unhealthy, but, like, you know, so we'd eat, like, healthy dinners and stuff. But I grew up on, like, Pop-Tarts and sugar cereal. And, dream. Dream and life. like, uh, what do you call those? Hot pockets and stuff. Like, you literally dream. Like, so, the YTV commercial of a family <laughs> you got to live. So I just noticed when I was trying to get healthier as I got older... I think it was just the idea of drastically changing my diet. I think anyone mm. who does that, if you're coming from a diet that's primarily like high salt, high fat, high whatever, anything, and then you switch it to salt, all these fat, foods, acid, heat. It's like my gut wasn't as used to taking so much fiber or vegetables. <laughs> and stuff. But it was used to taking something else. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> his gut can take so a dip. I would okay. notice if I tried to change my diet too much and be healthy, I would be like, it actually upsets my stomach. I don't feel as good. But I've, I think over time, I've slowly transitioned to being healthier now because as you age, eating that stuff also yeah. impacts you pretty heavily. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really have a choice here. Fine. There was a transition period where Mitch always felt sick when he ate healthy and it was really funny. And Greg has brought it up for the last 10 years. Like anytime <laughs> I'm like not feeling well, he's like, you must have eaten healthy. I guess you didn't eat your chips. And I'm like, okay, it's not true anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, no, I'm like, I don't need to get more personal. <laughs> but I was, just, I was just thinking, like, I think because of, like, being, I'm I'm just going to be personal. I'm just, I love how I thought I was going to, like, not say it. And then I'm just like, I'm going to say it. Being versatile is annoying because now I douche more. But then it's like, I don't even necessarily need to because I end up being the top. Whereas if you just make a decision and you oh, are one. Oh, true. You know what to do, like, what's expected. And I just feel like my vibe, like, it's just like a thing that's happened like, I just give, like, I've been giving off more top energy lately. And I'm like, but I am clean. I didn't <laughs> sacrifice me whole for this situation. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting that you kind of, sa- like, it is smart in gay sex to just make a decision early on before you do it. And then, because there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, that's true. And it is, like, one of those things that like it's like, not, like, impossible to do off the cuff. But obviously, it's harder. Like, people want to feel yeah. prepared. And people want to feel like... Like, there's jokes about a lot of, like, gay men not eating for, like, 12 hours before they have Which I've sex. never thought, like, hey, I'm, like, I'm never not eating. Well, I think it's, but, like, you don't want, like, a lot of people don't want to feel bloated. It's not even necessarily the worry about feces. It's, like, mm. feeling in your stomach that you're full of food isn't yeah. necessarily a great feeling when you... That's like, interesting, though. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they actually are, like, oh, well, then 12 to 24 hours later, like, I don't have to douche. 
Maybe, yeah. yeah. And I think empty. <laughs> there are pills and foods specifically geared towards gay men or people who, like, want to have anal sex. Because... Oh, we have some of that. What is it called? I... Well, no. Metamucil oh. is one, but that's not specifically targeted towards gay but men. But I once made a TikTok where I just held it up to you and wrote, who's the bottom? And, like, everyone was like, he's a bottom. So, like, they knew. <laughs> yeah, but Metamucil is more broadly for even, like, elderly people and stuff like it's not just for gay people it's like just getting extra fiber in your diet which is promoted to anyone but Metamucil. yeah but there are pills that like i can't think of the names oh, right yeah, now that no, are kind of like friends. targeted yeah, to you to called, be like they're called like clean you out boys or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. oh my god I, i'm not gonna name names but our friends have them what are they called they're like they're I like they're like clean as a whistle <laughs> It's probably called, like, The Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Gay people are so simple. But let's... Um, okay, you want to go? And oh. Gay people are also, as we said earlier, bad. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, no. So this was my issue with all of these all of these studies. So there, there are many academic studies about how douching, they think, leads to an increase in STI transmission. Hmm. Their theories are because you are disrupting the walls of your hole and therefore if you have unprotected sex it's going to be easier for bacteria Mm -hmm. and different infections to occur okay so so that this is the main takeaway but this is like something that was annoying me as i was i was reading these articles so like douching is more common amongst people who report substance abuse stis or being hiv infected it's kind of like what they're taking away from a lot of these things and then they're like it's all these surveys of people who have douched recently and then finding out, oh, they have hepatitis C. Like, oh, they have this STI. Oh, they mm-hmm. have chlamydia. So therefore, douching causes these things. But then mm-hmm. I was like, but if you're just doing surveys, isn't it more likely that people who have douched recently are more sexually active? Yeah. So the likelihood of getting In any STI place. is increased. That like, yeah. is it fair enough for you to say that douching is causing it? Because they are constantly surveying people people mostly men who have sex with men and and women but it was more rare and then just inferring because those people who douched more had had higher rates rates of stis that it might have caused it doesn't that seem flawed it is and i actually came across a couple of these studies too one was like 2021 and it was kind of implying that like those correlative rates the other one was 2019 i think and it found that this was more correlative not causative so they okay. in their study it, they were like these things are not related they just happen to be correlated yeah so like people who douche more are probably more sexually active and then have more STIs. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not trying to be like, oh, douching's good, but I was actually annoyed that I wasn't getting clear information mm-hmm. about something that I assume is bad. <laughs> well, this study was interesting because it was also talking about, um, I guess, like using douching as a form of STI or HIV prevention. People doing it after? Yeah. I didn't even think that was a thing. And they it's, Me either. It sounds like it's still like early days and it's not necessarily a common practice. I, I'm not sure. This was a survey that said 13 to 48% of the men who have sex with men, which now that I'm saying out loud is a very wide range. Yeah. 13 to 48%. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, what? That's pretty big. That's like <laughs> annoying numbers. But anyways, 13 to 48% of men will douche after they have anal sex. I mean, I guess that makes sense if they're like, I want to clean it out, especially if you didn't use a condom. Okay, so let's just stop there and say one thing. Use condoms. Mm -hmm. So this is the... uh, Okay, I'm doing a little bit of a side note, but in the gay community with PrEP, people are now having unprotected sex, but I'm like, hello, every other STI, not just HIV. Yeah, I think about that I kind of am frustrated by that 
So like anytime people talk to me about having unprotected sex, I'm like, no, I never. guess it's because people feel like most STIs can be, are like treatable, right? And but like HIV like an, is the one that most people in the gay community are scared of. But I agree. It is like every STI why, leads to, I mean, you have to let people be autonomous in the first place, right? Like, yes. It's the same as like, like, um, what is it in Catholic school? You learn like where you're like not just you're just not supposed to have sex. Like they don't teach you about condoms. Abstinence, and stuff. abstinence versus like protective gear. I love how and you went to Catholic school. And you're like, what is that thing they talk about? Block that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she they realize it. like when you give people condoms, it's act like when you give people contraceptive, it's way more effective than just telling them they're not allowed or you should abstain. And so I feel like, like. Not that this is the exact same thing, but it is like people hmm. should be given the choices, be given the education. If anything, education is more important because I do think a lot of gay men or queer people maybe are only fixated on HIV because of how scary its past was. Because I mean, yeah. now, like, obviously people can live perfectly, like, uh, productive lives and happy lives with HIV and manage it and be undetectable. But there's a lot of stigma around it. Uh, whereas they get fixated on that because it's amazing that there's this thing called prep that they can use mm -hmm. and not have to worry about it. And then they, they just kind of like forget about the other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's more what I'm trying to say is like, I wish there was more talk about how unprotected sex can lead to other STIs or I wish that there was more education around that. Yeah. Because it does feel like a lot that. of people yeah. are like prep, prep on prep on prep. And it's like, well, I'm still not going to have unprotected. Yeah. Sex. It's really only like one element of like, aren't you worried about getting other STIs? But, and people are really weird about condoms in a way that I, well, that's because of porn. There's like, I, I oh. haven't enough for this. I didn't do research on it, but there's a lot of studies that show like the use of the prevalence of bareback porn is what has also oh, like reflected back onto the community it's always porn and know what else is porn instagram <laughs> and so is tiktok you're not getting off easy boys just because you were literally porn but that's interesting and that's annoying I and think i some governments have implemented laws that porn in certain countries have to show condoms that is so sexy <laughs> what country is that i i don't know i just feel like i've heard that okay, probably sweden <laughs> but i do um actively want to start watching porn only if there's condoms yeah well that's i think <gasps> oh it becomes <laughs> like that level of like wanting to push the boundary and obviously sex can be hot when you're like pushing a boundary of like what's okay right or like people like to play with playing and pleasure and so i think that doing without a condom can for some people give that same rise of like there's a, a bigger risk here and obviously when you're like oh having sex God, you're in a yeah, different mindset okay. but um I wanted to talk a little bit about vaginal douching because, oh. you know, I'm the expert. Uh, no, not at all. I just, I'm like, obviously I've just looked this up and for the women out there, people who want to talk about this, like feel free to correct. Um, but around 20 to 40% of women between 15 to 45 douche, vaginal yeah. douche. This is in America. I said it earlier, but common reasons are for like unpleasant odors. I'm doing quote marks, wash to wash away menstrual blood. Um, avoid getting sexually transmitted diseases and prevent pregnancy after intercourse. These are reasons people claim. Not oh, okay. I was like, doesn't that seem counterintuitive? Yeah. So uh, most research has found like none of these things to be true. Okay. And the problem is like a lot of vaginal douches that you would buy at like a pharmacy. Yeah. Sometimes whatever. if you're looking for a douche, you can only get a vaginal one. And then you get home, you open it. You're like, well, this ain't going to work on my asshole. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to pay. I didn't realize there was this whole other thing here. <laughs> yeah. They kind of look like baby bottles. And they have like, they're like, they're like the gorgeous, fresh smelling scent. Well, that's the thing. They they contain often vinegar in them or antiseptic. Oh boy. And you have to make sure you know what's in there because 
The problem is, like you were guessing with anal douching, it's like it actually does disrupt your bacteria. So a lot of studies oh. have found that for the vagina, like douching is not good. See, I'm on that on anal douches too. Scientists, where are you? If you're if you're doing your masters, I want your PhD on this. Okay, Hans, keep going. So I will let you know. These are the things that. Uh, may happen or the risks associated with vaginal douching. Um, women who stop douching who already have in studies are less likely to get bacterial vaginosis, which is like infections in their vagina. They're less likely if they stop douching. If they stop douching. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because that same reason it upsets the natural balance of sort of like the bacteria that your mm -hmm. body has. Uh, you're 73% higher risk of pelvic inflammatory disease. If you, um, douche uh douching more than once a week is correlated to difficulty getting pregnant and increases the risk oh. of ectopic pregnancy by 76 percent oh which gosh. is when the embryo implants outside of uterus whoa um and it's an increased risk of cervical cancer or like a weak correlation to it there's not as many studies or okay. evidence for that but wow. enough that um most medical professionals so it seems would say like douching for women or for for people with vaginas hmm. is not worth it. It makes sense. There's more research on that because it's like yeah. we live in like a heteronormative world. It makes sense that there's more about there's more information about for douching sure. with vaginas rather than douching with your anus. Hole. Yeah, and if you go to most, I'd say like that's good places. Like there are not always anal douches unless you're in a gay area. Yeah. Like it's funny to go to a shoppers in the village. Oh, I sometimes versus use, just like I sometimes use like a it, it's like a. It's like an eye. <laughs> what? It's probably it's one like, of those. It's, it's like, like to an, clean a camera. Like, it's like, oh yeah, it's like to clean a camera. <laughs> well, remember we were filming that show like that. and everyone was had. I was like, oh, like, whoa, you're that? holding a douche. And this like bro, like camera guy was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, that's a douche. Like whatever you're blowing on your expensive lens that you can't stop talking about is a douche. <laughs> like it would work. Anyways, I, I have something like that. Okay. But I do, I do think that's really valid information. I want that type of information for anal douching. That was the anecdotal like for anal douching, that's what I came across from experts. I think they're like sort of extrapolating from the vaginal douche studies, mm. but I think it is like you're likely up disrupting, especially if you're using not just water. Okay, so this is something kind of interesting. A, one in 10 men for this one survey reported bleeding after rectal douching. Oh, so that's kind of like, I know I thought I was not careful like that guy. Like, yeah. But I think that's a really good point in that if there is bleeding from mm -hmm. it, then you're obviously going to increase your chances of getting an STI and through even transmission. Risks of infections. In fact, yeah. So it's like any okay, sort of issue. That's like obviously, like from like a physiological perspective, doing something before sex that involves blood is like not mm -hmm. going to be good. But then also, they were realizing that douching was so common in men. Actually, there was this one funny study where they in like. Gay men. Sorry, and gay men. And straight men, I don't know. And straight men, I don't know. Um, it was like, the way they asked the question was, it was like, how many times have you douched? And each time you put the water in nine hole, counted as one douche. Oh, so then wow. the percentage went over 100% because uh, all the gay men were like, oh, well, before I had sex, I'd actually put water in my hole like, like six times. times. And they were like, it is so common. It was above 100% <laughs> because the way we asked, they were like, oh yeah, like seven times a day or whatever. <laughs> and so they, <laughs> the study was like, if we can figure out how to create a substance that can be anti-viral like viral hmm. or some sort of 
antiviral HIV medication right. or some or sort of topical like, STI, like, like yeah, STI like, you thing. You want to really like antibiotics up. No. Yeah, it doesn't exist, but they were just saying this is a practice that gay men would be willing to do. So I mean, like they were right. like, it's yeah. another avenue yeah. of protection. Like if like right now people are mostly just using water saline solution or maybe like something that smells like a rose petal. If sadly you have to <laughs> live in the world of like being a woman with beauty products, which is like <laughs> a hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, they were like, maybe we could create some substance in the future that men would be willing to put into their ass before sex, which yeah. is always kind of interesting. No, they're like trying to be like, they were just trying to understand the behavior. Of and it's shame. nice to know that there's research looking into that to kind of help the taboo of anal sex in the first place. Like that is amazing. If you can, if you can do sec, uh, disease prevention from that end as well, and not just like condoms. Great. But yeah, they but because people are gonna do it no matter what, both queer, straight, whatever. Yeah, the and the men like, I don't know. They really these studies on these men. They really were trying to say that they do think it increases STI hmm. um, transmission, HIV transmission. I mean, the fact that you could be bleeding those things makes sense to me. But I really wasn't impressed with the studies, like the way hmm. that they surveyed. They would write things like we took into account all confounding variables, but they wouldn't explain why. And I was Mm. like, I just feel like there's a huge flaw here because people who are douching more are having more sex. And I, I just think cause they have an STI, you can't just say it was from the douching. And I'm really like, there is a lot, there's a lack of research in anal like rectal douching. And what I was curious about, which was like direct correlations to like inflammation of the colon or Mm -hmm. inflammation leads to cancer. Like, so what kind of like biological processes are happening when water is going up there or yeah. even a dick, I guess. <laughs> I would say my takeaway is like, obviously so many people are both, uh, I, I think it sounds like there's more clear cut evidence for vaginal douching, but a lot of people are anal douching and there isn't so much evidence about like major disruption. Obviously you have some correlation between like disease transmission, but I mm-hmm. think I think my takeaway is like, people aren't gonna stop, I don't think, unless, no. unless there's hard evidence that it's actually gonna cause you like long-term hard. problems. Oh. hard cock evidence oh. um and so if you're gonna do it it's just be careful D- don't be so aggressive with it you just like know that there's only a small area that you're really trying to sort of like clean out quote unquote mm. i love um, that small area a few yeah, inches and and take a little bit at a time you don't need a don't super need a... soaker blast yeah, it like what were exactly. they remember super soaker 3000 <laughs> <laughs> You don't need that. And yeah, then do it. You'll feel good. And you just don't have to worry as much about. Yeah. And have fiber, honestly. Have fiber. And you'll probably But that's right. for the gays. For the No, that's for the, well, gonna, or women who are yeah. anal. That's oh, for anal, anal sex. Anal sex, true. For I'm going to go back to my really flawed um, thing that I think every time I bring up, you're like, Greg, this is annoying about why I think straight men are gay. Okay. Because it's like the pressure. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the pressure that men have toward this is this is made up this is hyperbolic this is just a vibe i'm feeling from society that i get told that like men are like oh my my girlfriend's little flower better smell like a rose or whatever that is so annoying it's it's like a vagina is like i'm gay and i'm like a vagina is hot with the liquids there the whole point is you're trying to get her wet you're wanting there to be things there like it's reminding me of this like gay vibe or like my my girlfriend's vagina has to be mm, perfect. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Smell perfect. Be shaven for me to enjoy it. It's like, oh, it doesn't sound like you like vagina. <laughs> Naturally, it sounds like you're gay and you're yeah. just making up excuses to not do it because you really want to do your buddy Chad. 
Anyways, I've had weird people talking. Like, this is my this is my theory. I mean, <laughs> like, okay, yeah. So that means straight men are gay. Okay. So, yeah. Or it's like it's I like why say, are they like putting so much pressure on women to be like? Yeah, there's a so weird perfect stigma if they're attracted around to them, it. it should yeah. be I will say just the them. other flip end of it is like, yeah. <laughs> don't bring a nasty, dirty penis near me, right? Like, there's one thing to say like I would I wouldn't mind a decent hygiene. And I'm sure it can go the same for straight couples. It goes both ways. You know what I mean? So but there's probably really, you don't degree. like a stanky dick. <laughs> no. But I understand that that um, sort of stigma around vaginas has been like way overblown. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe I don't like a stanky dick, but I've never, <laughs> ever said that out loud. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never made it a part of any yeah, part of like, my attraction. It's, it's not like, part of your personality. It's not, and it's like, and I just haven't had bad experiences. And if someone's truly was so, like, it's just actually never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not never, that prevalent. It's, it's never. Like, been, it's an individual problem. Yeah, if it is. It's and like, even if it was, for example, I would. I don't even know. There's a part of me that's like, if I'm turned on. No, Greg, okay. I've been in a bad situation before. And it's oh. just like, yeah, not, nothing crazy, but it's like, obviously no one wants to have to deal with something. But like it, it breaks through the horniness. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But, well, but that's, a, that's, that's a, just general hygiene though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not having <laughs> to like literally change your biology and like shove water up your butt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm just. Again, as I said before, it's a very flawed opinion. I just am sick of guys talking to me about girls in this way where I'm like, why aren't you just attracted to them yeah. the way that they are? Because they're hot. And I'm like, they're oh, hot. Weird. It's so weird. And guys, men are just so fragile. They're it's just that, such lots fragile of men are, people. Okay, so like we can't just like always just say like there's lots of guys who probably are hear that and are like, no, I love when a girl smells like a girl and when a girl like, I don't know. Yeah. And they're, they're getting close. Those guys are hot. Okay. <laughs> Clearly just <laughs> having like specific situations. Like, Oh, obviously thinking about, thinking about, yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah. So, so I guess like we're, douching. we're still douching. We're still douching out here, folks. Yeah. And I think like even with the vag vaginal douching, I just, most of the studies were like, if very frequent is when those yeah. like those percentages increase. So I imagine it's similar for anal douching. Like it depends how often you're Maybe doing I it. shouldn't be doing it when I go to a dinner if I have bad gas. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe I should do Maybe you should it. just like think about what you've been eating. And maybe which I should is be... like way too much protein and that's why you always have Yo, the gains ain't coming from nowhere there, but uh, Okay. I will say <laughs> that this is the end of douching. Is there anything else to be said? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like it's clean. <laughs> the water came out clean. That's for the people who um, douche. <laughs> um, yeah, it is kind of an awkward thing. And now I'm like going through everything I just said. And I'm like, do I take that? it all back? Are people even going to hear this? What no, there's no shame in, in ass. No, do whatever you want, honestly. I think you should do it if you if it's the only way you're going to feel comfortable. But I think there's also a little work to be done around just like accepting the way bodies are sometimes and like working towards what can you do outside of douching that can also improve that if that's a big thing for you. No, what and I was thinking, though, in what? the future, we might have kids and then it's like they can never listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Imagine knowing that you're going to do all yeah. of this. We're locking this. We're locking the podcast. Le and I actually think that's what I would want to do because imagine being yeah, no, a that's kid so, oh my because God, you would go through that weird great where you're like, like 12 when you're 12 and your brain isn't fully developed your prefrontal cortex is like half the size it should we're be. We're deleting this all and right you now. Would, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not deleting it right now. 
when we have a kid just in case we forget i won't forget when we have a kid when when we potentially have a kid who turns seven side note podcast is gone <laughs> actually maybe even asap science is gone yeah like I just wipe them that's everything. a long time from now exactly like I'm, I'm just saying like i do want to wipe all history of everything i've ever said <laughs> when my kid turns seven i think you have another thing coming Wait, what does that mean? I think it's really hard to wipe everything. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, no, I know how to do it on this. I know how to do it on this. I know, but people can download, save, whatever. No, no it's one's all... saving this, and it, please don't save this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're that person, like, don't save this douching up. Save the one about climate change. My kids will like yeah. that one. But um, yeah, no, we, no, I know how to wipe it. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I isn't it weird? That's terrifying. I've never thought of that, and now I'm like, I never want to speak about anything I wouldn't want to like learn about my parents. No, but you're, we're gonna delete. <laughs> but then also I think that's like the modern parent thing because kids are definitely learning so much about their parents. Like yeah. now I'm friends with like parents on Instagram and they like post on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. You have kids. Like there's something about having kids and still posting on Instagram. It's like, am I going to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I, are I you going to do that? I don't oh, use Instagram. Don't. Wow. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. Enjoy this while it's still in the ether. It'll probably be gone in what, 10 years? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully in 10 years, this will all be gone. We'll never have to think about it again. Okay. Shall we go? Yep. That was your douche sound. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 